Welcome to this teaching by Pastor Shola Adio. Um, I've been brought here to come and share with you along the lines of hope. And I was actually put up here without an idea of when I should stop. So please, what time am I supposed to go until? We can use another 30 minutes. 30 minutes, okay. Yeah, so that we can now round up with other people. Okay. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Just getting um, adjusted. Um, over there in UK, when it rains a little bit, they start making noise and jumping up and down that it's raining. And I said, no, it's not raining. <laughs> As I grew up in Nigeria, it's not raining. That I'm sure they can. That's just drizzling. Now this is proper rain, and I'm sure it's my microphone is capturing it properly. <laughs> so I told them that when rain falls in Nigeria, it plays music on your rooftop. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah! That it plays music on your rooftop. Hallelujah! I'm sure. I'll hear it in the recording when I get back. <laughs> Amen. So we're going to um, uh, do some serious business now. Now we're going to have an uh, introduction. And the introduction I want to lay, which I believe you'll be able to relate with very well because we were Africans, has to do with how the realm of the spirit operates now you see as believers we need to understand that what we can see feel taste or touch is not the only thing that makes up our lives hallelujah you don't even need to be a christian to understand that you don't need to be a christian to understand that Life is way beyond what you see, touch, feel. Hallelujah. There's another aspect of our lives that happens in the realm of the unseen. There's an, another aspect of our life that is affected by the realm of the unseen. Whether positive or negative. Hallelujah. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So whoever is not here today would have to ensure that they get this introduction so that tomorrow we'll be able to flow together. Hallelujah. Let's turn our Bibles to John chapter 4 verse 24. John chapter 4 verse 24. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now that there is an outpouring of your spirit upon our hearts today. Causing spiritual understanding to come into the hearts of your people and causing them to be set up 
for explosive miracles in their lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I see everyone here walk in a clearer understanding of their rights and privileges in Christ Jesus. And I see them come into a new level of breakthroughs in their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. John chapter 4 verse 24. John 4.24 says, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The first statement I want to make now is that the realm of the spirit is not a created realm. I'll explain what I mean by that. The realm of the spirit is not a created realm. If we want to find out the age of planet Earth, we might be able to do that if we can trace when Adam was dropped on planet Earth. But if we want to find out the age of God, then we need to trace when he got put into the realm of the spirit. But the truth of the matter is that God was never created by anyone. So if you want to find out the age of the spirit realm, you will need to find out the age of God. Because that's where he lives. Hallelujah. So nobody knows the birthday of God. So if you don't know God's birthday, then you don't know when the spirit realm started. Because that's where he lives. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible was saying there. That God is a spirit because he lives in the spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Which means that you have to contact him through your spirit. If you want to worship him correctly. So the realm of the spirit was never created. Nobody knows when it started. And the realm of the spirit also has no end. Because God has no end. Hallelujah. Then the next statement I want to make is that the realm of the spirit is a real realm. Real means that it is real. Even though you cannot contact it with your physical senses. Your physical senses are your sense of sight, smell, taste, hearing, and touch. Those are your physical senses. But those physical senses only make contact with physical things. And because they only make contact with physical things, if I'm now discussing the realm of the spirit with you, you begin to, especially the people where I come from, you know, over there, if you don't prove things scientifically, then it means they don't exist. You understand? No, they do exist. It's because you are only talking at the level of your physical senses. Because science only acknowledges what is physical. But what I'm saying now is that the realm of the spirit, where God lives, 
is far more real than the realm of the physical. Hallelujah. And when I say far more real, what I mean is that the realm of the spirit has the ability to change what is going on in the realm of the physical. Hallelujah. Those days when I was in school, of course, you know, by, by the time you watch a few, you know, these Yoruba and Nollywood movies, you, I mean, you know what, you know what this society does, you understand? I don't need to say everything. So, if I one friend of mine on Twitter was saying today that, um, said, ah, poison is just flying all over in this movie. So I asked her, but I said, did you mean poison or African? I said, did you mean food poison or African jazz? <laughs> she said, oh, you should know now. It's African jazz. Oh, okay, that's what you meant. Okay. So you don't need any special education to know as a Nigerian that that is a factor. <laughs> you understand? You know that that is a factor. I remember when I was in school, there was this guy. He happened to be known to my cousin, and my cousin uh, grew up in my mom's hometown, Ede, in Oshun State. He grew up there. So he knew this other guy. So something, an incident happened in school. People went to riot. And this guy that he knows was one of the people who rioted. So he was summoned along with three other people to face the Senate. Now, when they bring you before the university Senate, your own is already 50% finished. It's just the remaining 50% that they're only just going there to confirm. So this cousin of mine just said to me, he said, mark my words. How many people did they take there? I said four. He said, that one, that particular one, I know him. And I know his father. And I know his father's occupation. When we were in Eden, mark my words, that boy will not be expelled. I told him, I said, can we take a bet? Because I wasn't born again then. He said, let's bet. I can make money off you. The moment the guy now told me what the boy's dad's occupation was, which was that he was into local stuff, so I kept my money. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because as far back as then, I knew that things in the natural, things in the physical, can be affected by things going on in the spirit. Yeah. Right before our eyes, they didn't expel this boy. The boy actually left campus and went back home. He went back home and came back the following week and appeared before the Senate. They sent the three other boys away. They didn't send him. Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. And my cousin said, So, did I not tell you? I said, Yeah, you did. The great thing is that Christians don't realize that those people are not the people 
who are actually meant to control the realm of the spirit. And we'll see that from the scriptures today. Those are not the valid controllers of the realm of the spirit. The believer is the valid controller of the realm of the spirit. And I'll show it to you. Let's turn our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 17 and 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 17 and 18. We are laying a foundation about the knowledge of the realm of the spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 17 and 18. I have a whole teaching on these two verses. Just these two verses. Verses 17 and 18. Uh, I think I brought the master along so you can uh, distribute it as you please. He says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, walketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen. Seen there means, in the Greek, means propel. Means that things that you can touch, taste, feel, look. That's what that word seen means. It's not only your eyes, but anything that your physical senses can touch. He says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Did you see that? You are looking at the things which you cannot see, touch, feel, taste, but yet they are real. And those are the things of God. It says, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. And the things which are not seen are eternal. Did you see that? So anything that is physical today in your life, that is undesirable, can change. Amen. Amen. The spirit realm is more powerful than what is going on in your life today that you can see, feel, taste, or touch that is undesirable. The Bible says that our light affliction, light affliction means our affliction means something that is hurting you, something that makes you cry. He says, Our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Paul now says that that thing that is making you cry, that thing that is making you weak, compared with the glory that God is bringing, it can be seen as light. That affliction is light. And the Bible also says that that affliction is bought for a moment compared with the eternal glory that is coming. Did you see that? Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. But that can only happen while that's the key word there. He says, 
said, our light affliction, which is but for a moment, working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen. So if your focus, even as a believer, if your focus is on what is happening around you, if your focus is the situations that are going from bad to worse, that are happening around you, then you disconnect yourself from the flow of the power of God. He says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. So it means that your attention to the things which are not seen is your gateway out of trouble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The attention you pay to the unseen realities of life, of the spirit realm is your gateway out of trouble. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In 2005, March to be precise, I think about March 1st, we were nine years married but didn't have a child. So we went to see the doctor and the doctor just said, well, you, you have less than 20% chances to ever have a child. Blah, blah, blah. So, okay. As soon as we left, these things I'm preaching to you, I knew as far back as then. As soon as we walked out of the hospital building, we're still in the compound. My wife just turned to me and said, did you hear what the doctor just told us? Now, the doctor told us, based on observations of natural and physical things. So assessments will be coming to you based on your physical situation. Even if it's not a doctor assessing it for you, you are assessing it for yourself. Your people are assessing it for you. Your family members are assessing it for you. Your friends are assessing it for you. And I knew the game. So as soon as she said that to me, I said, you know what? Before we leave this place, as we're standing here now, I stopped because we're walking off. I said, let's stop. I said, before we leave this place, we will say what we see and what we believe before we leave this hospital. Hallelujah. So I then now gave her the most difficult assignment of saying it. And I will say amen. So she said, yes, in the name of Jesus, this year we are having our baby. Amen. And the moment she said that, we were keeping our gaze on the word of God. What the word of God says, not what the doctor said. While we look not at the things which are seen. In fact, let me even knock some practices now. I will knock it on the head and spoil those practices for you. There is a kind of prayer that you pray that is not right. Now, you see, this is the situation in front of you. 
it is massive it is daunting it is intimidating and then you pray for five minutes you close your eyes and pray for five minutes and then after praying for five minutes you open your eyes to see if it is still there you know what you are doing you are paying attention to the things that are seen did you see that many of us have that kind of prayer when you pray about something going to check whether there are signs of improvement is a proof of unbelief you understand so as soon as we we spoke that word i was no longer in the business of checking whether did it happen this month did it not happen this month i didn't check you understand and i won't ask that how far did it happen this month no why because i am keeping my focus and attention on the unseen realities the unseen realities is that it will bless my bread and bless my water and take sickness away from me and nothing in my household shall cast their young nor be barren that's the unseen reality the seen reality is that there's no child and both of them are opposite each other but for you to allow the unseen reality to overcome in your life you have to keep your attention on the unseen reality did you see that so what you are looking at and what you are seeing has a lot to do with the outcome of your battles hallelujah so it's very important and the unseen realities are things you cannot see touch feel or taste just like in the case of that boy he went to do something in the realm of the unseen that affected the realm of the seen and that's what we are supposed to be doing as believers that when something happens in the realm of the seen you leave it alone and go into the realm of the unseen to call the shots and to change the situation and when you change the situation from the realm of the unseen the realm of the seen will respond to the realm of the unseen but stop running around in the realm of the seen so that's one foundation i also want to lay for you again let me look for another one within the few minutes that we've got left physical realm was made out of something that you cannot perceive with your physical senses i'll explain what i mean by that you know if a man succeeds let's say in business today and he comes along and says to you that look i succeeded and made it out of nothing you know that's not a true statement Actually, what that man is trying to tell you is that he didn't have any money and he still succeeded. So he's not telling you that he succeeded out of what? Nothing. 
is not actually a true statement. Okay. And this is the reason. Everything you see today, in whatever shape or form, traces its way back into something that you did not see before. So let's say, for instance, this this case here. Some years ago, it did not exist, but someone saw a picture of this case. First of all, he saw a picture of this case. First of all. And when that picture was clear enough for him, what he then did was to now go and look for things and materials to construct this case and bring it into physical reality. Do you understand? But the picture itself started from his mind, a place that you could not see. So when God created the world, you know what the Bible said? He said that, that he made the world out of things which do not appear. I'll explain that to you. Everything came out of something. Nothing came out of nothing. And we'll see that from the scriptures now. Let's go to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, 1 to 3. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you see, we are talking about reality of something you cannot see. And Bible is now saying that faith is its substance. Faith is what gives it shape and form. Now let's go to verse 3. It says, through faith we understand that the walls, walls mean all the things you can see today. The trees, the houses, the plants, everything were framed framed means that they were put together they were they they were constructed they were fitted together by the word of god if i tell you that i want to frame something it means that i have that thing inside my mind i know what it is but now i want to frame it and make it look solid and tangible for you to appreciate it So it started from a picture on the inside of him. He saw something that this is what I want my world to be. And then he now went about to create it so that the rest of us can now see it with our eyes. But let's read on. He says, the walls were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen. Did you see that? Seen. Things which are seen, that's your physical world, which is seen, were not made of things which do appear. Did you see that? So if they were not made out of things which do appear, then it means that they were made out of things which do not appear. So if I say that I succeeded in something, 
and I said I did it out of nothing, that is not entirely correct because it was it came out of a picture on the inside of me that nobody else could see. It started the journey started with something that I was seeing. It started with something that Disney, how did it start? As an adult, he had an image of something that will appeal to children. So it started on the inside of him as a picture, as an image. And his whole life is dedicated towards substantiating that picture. As in making that picture that is on the inside of him become a reality before all men. So, you don't say you succeeded out of nothing. You succeeded out of something. That something is a dream. That something is a picture. And you see, it is when that picture became complete, that was the only time you could gather the right raw materials for it. Because the person who imagined this already thought, no, I'm not going to make this out of aluminium. I'm going to make this out of something soft. So when that picture was clear to him, even though there was nothing he could hold on to, he then went about trying to fulfill that picture. And that is what an architect will do. An architect will draw something from his mind. Using some guidelines, will draw something. In fact, they even create models cardboard and you will look at it so beautiful but you cannot live inside it <laughs> hallelujah but try to imagine that we arrived at a building site without this picture from the architect how are we going to survive go we just tell my we are dig four feet yeah four feet no, 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 it's not four feet. It should be eight feet. Eight feet. <laughs> Before you know what's happening, they've scattered. Why? Because there was no picture. Nobody was seeing something that could be brought into reality. Hallelujah. So, anytime you want to practice the Word of God, word of God. Your journey starts with God opening your eyes to see something. You are seeing something that people beside you may not necessarily be seeing. I will leave you with this final illustration and then we will continue tomorrow. When Elisha was going to be confronted by a bunch of soldiers very early in the morning his servant looked out of the window he saw the soldiers so many of them armed like this and he told Elisha alas my master what shall I do or what shall we do now why did he react that way he reacted because he saw the soldiers 
saw a picture that if these soldiers should attack them, the soldiers will overcome them. Isn't it? And he had every right to think that way if he had any sense. You understand? But when he informed the prophet, Elisha looked at him and said, The people who are fighting for us are more than the people fighting for them. Have you ever stopped to wonder? The people who are fighting for us are more than the people fighting for them. So one of them must be lying. Either the servant is lying or the prophet is taking something. Because these are soldiers out there, armed, thousands, ready to kill. And then you now say, the people for us, as far as I'm aware in that scripture, there are only two people there for you. Yourself and your servant. But he then said, look, calm down. The people for us are more than the people for them. Okay. Why would Elisha say such a thing? He said such a thing because he was more conscious of the realities of the spirit realm. He was more conscious of the angels. He was more conscious of the chariots. Even though his physical senses could not see them. Hallelujah. And the next thing he will do to help the servant. Lord, I pray thee. Open the eyes of his understanding. And the Bible says the Lord opened his eyes. And he saw the whole place. Surrounded with chariots of fire. Do you understand? The fact that the servant did not see the chariots of fire, did it mean they were not there? They were there. The fact that you are not seeing the word of God in your situation does not mean it isn't there. Mm. Hallelujah. Do you see that? So the moment he saw it, that oh, thousands of chariots, if by the time Elisha stepped out of the house to round all of them up, he would also have been stepping there majestically with Elisha because he knows the people that are for them. Did you see that? So your Christianity is made up of you being able to be conscious of the unseen realm and walking in the reality of it in the midst of what is going wrong around you hallelujah alas my master what shall we do so when the heathen around you are saying alas my master what are we going to do are conscious of those spiritual realities on the inside of you and you are talking from that level Elisha was talking from that level that is the level at which you are meant to be talking from you are meant to be talking from something you are seeing 
in the spirit realm. And what you are seeing in the spirit realm will overcome what is going on in the physical realm. But you must see it. And nobody can see it for you. The servant did not see it. And the only way he could appreciate it was the Lord opening his own eyes to see it. Many of us are praying that God should just in the stroke of a miracle that has nothing to do with you, change your situation. I've seen it happen before, but the problem is that it doesn't happen every day. And it doesn't happen to everyone. But the word of God has a covenant that it should happen to you when you practice it. Do you understand? All right. He had to see it. He had to see it. Lord opened the eyes of his understanding so he too can see it. Because if you cannot see it, you cannot walk in confidence. Because if the servant did not see it, you know what would have happened? The prophet would have had to leave the servant in the house under the bed. And then he will go and confront the soldiers based on his own revelation. Hallelujah. But because he too could see the chariots of fire, then he had the confidence to go with the servant, the servant of God. Let me leave you with another gem in that scripture. I don't want to believe that when those people stood in front of the house, that Elisha was speaking to his servant because he saw an open vision. He was speaking to his servant based on a revelation that he already had. The knowledge that he already had. But when the other guy could not grasp it, he just said, okay, okay, okay. Lord, open his eyes so that he too can see what I already see. Hallelujah. He was so powerful based on what he could see. What was real to him in the spirit realm. And that is how you are meant to live your Christian life. Get into the unseen realm, which is the word of God. The word of God is the unseen reality. Stay on it. Focus on it. Be filled with it. And before you know what's happening, you will see it. You will be conscious of it. You will be full of it. You will be fully persuaded of it. Abraham was over eight, uh, over 75 and he will, attend the, he will attend the funeral with his wife. And then they will ask him, so what's your name? My name is Father of Many Nations. You know, if I were the preacher, I would just say to him, oh boy, you are the one next. Because by the time we've buried these other people, you are the one next. At this age. But he didn't introduce himself as that. He introduced himself as what? Father of Many Nations with no child that was what he was seeing do you understand that was what he was seeing I just got conscious again that pastor's name is Abraham (laughs) 
So when I say that was next, it's not him, oh please. <laughs> so, but the point I'm making was that he was introducing himself as Abraham, father of many nations. That's what he was saying. And that was what eventually happened. The Bible says he was fully persuaded. So I'll just stop here. Amen. For more copies of this teaching and other titles by Pastor Shola Adio, please call 0782-544-7990. You can also send an email to info at pastorshola.org.uk or visit the website at www.pastorshola.org.uk. Pastor Shola.org.uk